What's up, Swim Fam? Welcome to the Swim Collective Podcast. I'm Scott. Joining me is my main man in coaching crime, Mr. Brandon Ress. We have an awesome show for you today. But first, like we talked about last week, we have a big announcement. We have a massive partner that's come on board with us to sponsor our podcast. And so we'd like to kick things off with that. We want to thank Tier for sponsoring this podcast. Go to Tier.com or at Tier Sport on social media. Go ahead, get all the bags, kickboards, buoys, fins, paddles, snorkels, doodads that you need for spring training and summer training. And when you check out, use the promo code Tier Collective for 30% off your order. What's up, B? We are back. Excited to be back so soon. I love it. Back I love it. On the pod. Back at it. We got a guest in here today. Got my main, the team mascot, Doby in the house. Doby Probably Ress. not going to say much, but he in here. Doby Ress is a dog. <laughs> our assistant coach. He's our, you know, third coach on, on staff. Always gets great splits and great technical feedback. Your uh, your alma mater had an awesome weekend. Yes, they did. Perfect time to start. Podcast with a shout-out. Towson University. First CAA championship on the men's side. Love to see it. It was a lot of fun. Um, got to follow along with a bunch of alumni um, this past this past week. It was um team was fun to watch. I mean, they had one conference record, three individual team records, and a blistering four relay records, four of the five. And honestly, probably would have set all five. If the 800 free hadn't been moved to day two, because that is just a brutal, brutal relay to end day two with, as I think we would all agree. So fantastic job by them. Um, I mean, the relay records themselves just speak to the volume, the depth the team had. Um, and that's that's the name of the game. They won with depth, deepest team we definitely ever have. I mean, that's I mean, obviously they won a championship. So congratulations to them. Huge shout out. Very proud alumni here. Jake Trum, Matthew Bahamalo. Guys are killing it. Great job. Can't wait for next year. Let's go, Tigers. Yes, sir. Big proud alumni in the in the house today. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so today we got a few things to talk about, but the the coaching carousel is beginning. It's starting to it's starting to go around and we we didn't see a lot of it during the pandemic last spring and summer, but it's starting to starting to pick up a lot. We talked about Eddie Reese retiring after Tokyo. Um, so that's definitely something we're going to dive into a little bit more later, but you know, you've got Texas opening up South Carolina is a big job that's opened up. I think Alabama will possibly need to hire an assistant. Kentucky might be hiring an assistant with chip leaving, um, later in the spring last year, Michigan will, will need an assistant. Shout out to my man, Cal Lee, who's been there for a few years. One of my NC state swim camp bros, Georgia tech. Uh, we'll have a position open. Minnesota will have a position open. And Kenyon, a D3 school, a, a D3 powerhouse. Powerhouse for sure. D3, Almost an understatement. <laughs> D3 royalty. The lords and ladies will need an assistant. But, B, what do you what do you think about for South Carolina? I mean, so for, like, the South Carolina job, um, I mean, obviously you're going to a Power 5, SEC. You know, big-time conference, high expectations. And – you know, the thing there is that even if you're finishing, you know, middle of the pack to like bottom of the conference, you're still you're still basically a top 25 team almost or around yeah. there. You know, so it's like expectations are all I'm assuming expectations are going to be high. You know, it's definitely a like department that expects a lot being in the SEC. So, um, you know, whoever goes there is 
definitely going to be looked to make moves up. And it's going to be tough because, again, like I just mentioned, like even if you're doing a really good job there and you, you have a bunch of top 10, top 25 programs to go through that are not easy to pass up. So it's definitely going to be it's going to be interesting to see who they get there. I'm not not too sure what the what it's going to look like the coaching pedigree that's going to be able to get there but they they definitely have a tall task in hand but obviously they're going to have the tools around them that if they want it um the job is definitely possible so we'll yeah see. for sure not i don't think anyone's really sure of what the south carolina athletic department wants or what type of what type of move they want to make but i think i think you bring in a, a young hungry accomplished mid-major head coach to hit the ground running and, and get the ball rolling um, yeah, I'm not sure if they want to maybe move up Kevin Swander to that position or if they want to bring in somebody brand new and have a whole whole clean slate. But, no, I mean, I think that you're you're in a state that's a nice place to live in. You're at a, at a, at a big state college, a big state university, and it might not be the, the highest pedigree of facility, but it's certainly all the water that you need. Yeah. Separate diving well, long course pool. It's got doors that open up to the outside, so it's definitely got the tools. That they got the tools in the toolbox to have, to continue to have. I think a, a pretty accomplished program within the SEC. Maybe the past year or two haven't been, been too kind to them, but even still, like you were saying, if you you come in and you can you break into the top eight in the SEC, you're still good. Yeah, yeah. You you know? you haven't you're gonna have a quite a few if not multiple NCAA qualifiers you're probably going to have some all-americans or all-american all-american honorable mentions like you're going to be up there I know they had um had success in the past with their distance program when, when Dino was there they had a few of those so um yeah. it's definitely possible with the facilities they have obviously so yeah I think they just need to bring in someone who's young who's hungry and wants to make moves and wants to make noise yeah for sure well regardless the movement is going to start happening for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely happening now because I think last year when obviously when we were like the pandemic was, you know, getting into its full force, I think a lot of things were put on hold. And mm -hmm. I mean, we saw quite a few teams get cut from all levels. And so I think a lot of people were really worried about just the job security they had. So I think everyone was kind of on lockdown like, well, I have something that's going on good right here. I don't want to make a big like move in that have and, you know, bite them back so I think a lot of people were good hanging tight and now that we're kind of like getting through that and things are moving forward a little bit again I think now as um as we see as you listed there's a lot of uh coaching jobs that are now opening up and the carousel's beginning after it was kind of yeah. put on hold for a year so you know I think even you know even we're in our own backyard you know in, in a lot of colleges and the financial landscape was so uncertain with, yeah with the pandemic you know, colleges you know, having to pivot and go remote it was great that colleges and universities figured out a way to continue to provide quality education, but not having bodies on campus is a, was a big hit financially. And it, maybe colleges did tuition reductions or room and board reductions. And, you know, we're coming out on the other side, and I think financial landscapes are a lot, a lot clearer in a lot of places. So, you know, colleges and universities and teams that had hiring freezes, things are going to, things are going to start picking up a little bit. Um, I think probably the one of the hottest topics is what happens next with Texas. Absolutely. And it's peak the the top-notch job. It's the coveted Texas head coaching position. 
um, a lot of people think a lot of different things. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of rumors flying around there. There's a lot of different routes that Texas could take. There's a lot of different routes that people think Texas should take. So all that really matters is what Texas is actually going to take. So Yeah, no kidding. Well, I think a lot of the Texas alumni and the Texas lineage think that it's going to stay pretty close to stay pretty close to home you know i think that if you dive into the comments and just some of the chatter is you know white collins has been there for a long time and it kind of seems like maybe they've been grooming him to to take over that position and maybe bringing in an alumni uh, from texas from the longhorn legacy to to come in but the reality is is it doesn't really matter what we think or what right. anyone else thinks or what anyone else's expectations are Texas is going to do what's best for Texas. Oh, yeah. And the only people that know what's best for Texas is Texas swimming. Yeah, and I mean, it's a, it's it's a, I mean, I'm sure they're facing just as much, maybe not pressure, but like they know that they have to get it right because of what they just lost. Like the, we talked about it briefly last segment, just about what Eddie Reese has done over the, you know, 40 plus years that was his career, how many championships he's won, how many times he's been top five, top 10, top three, Mm -hmm. how many individual championships and records he's has, how many Olympic teams he's coached. Like, dude, dude is a legend. He was already a living legend. And now he's, now he's, um, it's only going to continue to grow. Legacy will only grow now that he's done. But, um, with that being said, yeah, now they have to decide what they want to do. Do they go, do they go young and hungry, which I mean, and stay, in in program which i mean why would support that still a young guy it does seem like they've groomed him i uh, seems to be like a lot of the current swimmers and a lot of the alumni mm-hmm. love him so you know there's that but obviously it's not always about how much you like someone or love someone um if they don't determine that he's quite ready for it then you know obviously that's not going to be the case um i've heard um the name brendan hansen thrown around a few times yep. um so you know who knows on that regard, but, uh, those would all support the like staying in house. So, and then plus uh, another thing that kind of like, I don't know if it supports going with Wyatt, but something that is obviously known is that he, Eddie Reese still kind of wants to hang around at least for a year and help coach. So, I mean, for someone like Wyatt, like that would probably be, you know, nice to still have him around as he kind of transitions into power. But, you know, again, that could just be pure coincidence could have nothing to do with like their actual plan moving forward. So, right. Yeah, so I don't know if we mentioned it, but Eddie is going to stay on deck, stay in Austin as the head coach emeritus. Um, John Hopkins did a similar thing when George Kinney retired and Scott Armstrong returned to John Hopkins from Stanford a couple years ago. That was a successful transition for you know a really storied program with a lot of history with, with one coach, right? And I think that whatever Texas decides is going to be, is going to be good. Right. So you, you have Wyatt as an interim head coach, maybe for this next year alongside Eddie, maybe they bring in one of the the Texas juggernauts. Maybe they bring in Brendan Hansen or an Ian Crocker or a Josh Davis. And I'm sure there's plenty more Texas alum that are involved and still really involved with coaching, but that would definitely make sense. Right. I think that if there's a chess move, that's a that's a chess move that makes sense for for Texas. But I also think that at least in my my, my mind, there's a few coaches that I think could get into Texas 
and do a good job in that role that are already power five head coaches. Absolutely. And so you dig into swim, swam and the articles about Eddie, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions. And I think overwhelmingly, it seems like Texas will stay in house, but we have to talk about Dave Durden, Braden Holloway, Todd DeSorbo. I think Sergio was mentioned, Jason Kalanog. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's plenty of formidable options if they go that route. Yeah. If they go outside of the Longhorn dynasty, if they go outside of that Texas lineage and bring on somebody like that. Um, and if that happens, then there's going to be a ton of movement. Oh, yeah, this is definitely, definitely potential for even more dominoes for sure. If they decide to go out of house and, you know, obviously they haven't had to do this in a long time, at least from the head coach standpoint. So it would make sense years. that they probably don't want to do it again. And obviously, you know, when you, we've, we talked about a little bit, I mean, Texas is like the peak, like it's like been the best men's program for so long. So obviously it's kind of like the pinnacle of men's positioning. So um, I can't imagine that whoever they bring in, they would leave for a long time again. So, I mean, it, it would make sense that they go a little bit like younger, but as you mentioned, all those coaches are definitely like, not by any means on the back end of their career. So, right. And they've already like had really, really good success at big power five programs. So, um, I mean, all those, all those guys would make sense. Yeah, for sure. Well, you've got, say one of these big guys comes in and the carousel that, that kind of ensues and just the overall shakeup that would happen. It's going to be something else to, something else to talk about, but I really do think that I think gold medal Mel Stewart said that maybe maybe what they do will surprise us. Maybe it maybe it doesn't surprise us. I don't know. One of the comments that I read was not sure a big power five head coach would want Eddie looking over his shoulder. Totally transparent. I I can't imagine a world of anyone that wouldn't want to coach with Eddie. <laughs> For real. Like you don't want to coach with the the best collegiate coach and arguably the one of the best coaches in the history of swimming. Yeah, I mean, I I understand what they're they're saying. Like obviously, if they get one of those coaches, they they're used to kind of running the show their own way for the most part. But I mean, every single one of those coaches at some point had someone looking over their shoulder. You know, right? Like I mean, it's not anything they haven't faced before. No one no one got right into coaching was all of a sudden in this like, huge position. So. I mean, yeah, it might have been a little bit longer for some more than others, but the, but at the same point, like, I mean, you can't like it's someone like Eddie Reese, like you said, like you can't just <laughs> you have you're gonna be okay with that, you know? It's no one has ever done learning. I mean, Evan, yeah, I'm sure even Eddie Reese would agree with that that he even he to this day is not done learning. So like, right. why wouldn't you take the opportunity to learn from the best and be in that position? Yeah. It just sounds like a win-win in my my opinion. So totally agreed. Totally agreed. Second, you think you know it all, you've lost. You got to keep learning. Yes. Got to stay. Got to stay hungry. Got to keep learning. Got to keep. Got to keep pushing to get better and and to keep figuring things out. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that's all we got for you today, guys. A um, little bit shorter episode. Just a few things to talk about. But so next up, we've got one of my really good friends and awesome coach Dan Kolepsky from NC State. We'll we'll hop on and join the collective as our first guest. I'm pretty pretty pumped about that. Him and him and Russ, I'm sure we'll have a great time talking about distance and I am. <laughs> well, we'll have fun. You can take a back seat on that one. And we'll I'm just going to sit back and <laughs> and learn 
but um but yeah thanks a lot for for joining us today and thanks so much for all the support that you guys have given us this has been um kind of mind-blowing to see all the streams all the listens all the comments all the feedback thank you so much for for joining us and diving in with us and supporting and supporting us on this we just two dudes that love to talk about swimming and and absolutely uh, want to add value to the swimming space mm-hmm. again yeah. don't forget go to tier.com get some goodies promo Do code it. tier collective to get yourself 30 percent off come on great deal get yourself what you need yeah. Have a good week, Swim Fam, and we'll be back next week. Have a good one, guys.